Possession crucial from this. How much longer will the referee allow? Dublin lead by a point. And there's the whistle. It's over. It's over. We earned it by winning the last two matches on the road, and that's not going to be taken away from us. What I love in Hurland, I love players that will never give in. He hits it. He hits it. It's over the bar. Hello, everyone, and welcome along to our latest episode of the RTE GAA podcast ahead of the All-Ireland Football semi-final weekend. Myself and Rory are delighted to be joined by Kieran Whelan and Enda McGinley. And Kieran, are you feeling the excitement ahead of the dubs? Big day out on Saturday? Yeah, uh, I suppose, you know, the, the buzz of the last day and, and uh, Dublin Mayo, Crow Park, full house, you know, to get a sense of that atmosphere the last day was brilliant. Um, set out again this weekend. You know, Monaghan coming down the road, uh, you know, being written off probably in all quarters. Um, so it's a it's a slightly dangerous narrative, I suppose, coming into this weekend, Jackie, if I'm being honest. You know, when you reflect back, you know, I think you have to look at, you know, the position that Dublin and Kerry come into this weekend and you have to look at the season in its totality. And I think you can get a little bit carried away by maybe Dublin's third quarter performance and maybe Kerry's blitzing of Tyrone to uh, lead yourself to think that these both teams are back at a level that's so far ahead of everybody else. I think so that comes with a little bit of caution and and certainly you feel if they bring the level of performance the last day, you're expecting both of them to win. But, you know, Dublin, uh, you know, have, 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 have had some patchy performances, but we're building nicely, I suppose, through the qualifiers. And uh, that was evident against the likes of Kildare and came in. And they, there was still a lot of question marks at half time. It was like said at the at the the last day they were like the band was back and it took them a half an hour to warm up. It was their first gig and they got going. So you're hoping they bring that same level uh, of intensity and you'd expect with the experience in the team that they're at that level. But Monaghan, you know, while their performances, you know, probably haven't been to the same level, but they've shown great resilience and character to get where they're, where, where they're being. Um, they don't have any scars against this Dublin team, I suppose, like other teams the last few years, quite successful against them in the league. So, um, yeah, it's there's you, you like I can't, it's very hard to see a way for Monaghan to win, but Dublin certainly can't go into this with their eyes closed either. Mm. I think that's the funny part, Ender, right? I, I see loads of people writing Monaghan off. I'm hearing loads of former Monaghan players saying, I can't believe you're not giving us a chance. And then you're looking at their league record and saying, well, sure, why would they have any fear against Dublin? They've beat them the last four times. It's the championship, though, that makes you have a bit of fear when you look at the last two outings, they've been beaten by double digits. I think that's where the fear is is coming from, that maybe that's why people aren't giving Monaghan a chance here. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that backs up that backs up the issue and the question that looms over Monaghan. Every team has sort of a question over them and every team will pin that question to the wall whenever it's mentioned in the media and, and it'll be we'll prove the doubters wrong. And the big teams have to do it. Kerry done it the last day against Tyrone. Could could they could they live with Tyrone? That question was there. It was a valid question. It then looks very silly in the aftermath and that's what teams do. Dublin again the question was there. Are they done? They answered that the last day. They have another question this weekend in terms of, right, well, which is your actual level? Is it the level we've seen for the majority of the past two years? Or is it what we've seen in the second half against Mayo? So that's the question over them. For Monaghan, nobody doubts that they are an exceptionally competitive team. 
Uh, their league performances have done that. Dublin, like Dublin, have done well to draw with them once, or not to have lost them over the past several years. So there's certainly, as you say, there, there is certainly no, there shouldn't be a fear of Dublin against when when Monaghan's playing them. But for Monaghan, they have not taken down a big team in Croke Park ever, mm. and and that's massive. So do they genuinely believe that they can win the All Ireland? Because you can bet your bottom dollar that the other three teams that are in the semi-finals and lots of those teams that were in the uh, quarter-finals genuinely believe at the start of this year that they're competing for Sam Maguire and they will be disappointed unless they're walking up the steps of the Hogan Sound. Monaghan, I doubt, really, really doubt whether they're in that situation. And for me, that's the biggest hurdle for them and what makes them come up short time and time again in a big chance game in Croke Park. They beat Armagh the last day, but Armagh isn't a big hitter from Armagh's point of view in Croke Park. That that was a good quarterfinal for Monaghan and it was the only knockout quarterfinal that they've won. And it was against Armagh. So to me, that still doesn't answer the question. Phenomenal in everything they do, but they have to, they have to seize the moment. And Dublin, uh, if Dublin come with their top game, which I don't believe they will, I, I don't think Monaghan will be able to live with that and there would be no... There would be no shame in that, but I think Dublin will be closer to the more to that to their average of the past year, and that gives Monaghan a chance. Will they take it? That's up to those Monaghan players, and it's the question hanging over them. Still a massive opportunity, Rory, though, isn't it? It is a good it is a good opportunity, but like we were on here after the quarterfinals and um, with Eamon, and you know, I mentioned it, it's a bridge to. Fair, and I stand over that. I just think, I mean, against our against our man this in the quarter final, they scored ten points from play across a hundred minutes of football, and you think that's going to be good enough to go in and beat Dublin? Like I've seen it mentioned, their league record is good. There's a world of difference, Jackie, between league football and championship football against Dublin in a knockout game in July, when you know you're approaching the kind of summit. Of of the mountain, it's a world. It's a world of difference away from um, what's going to actually be required. The, the the difference in pace, the difference in power, the difference in fitness levels. Everything goes up a huge number of notches. Dublin are probably going to be approaching peak performance. It's going to be extremely difficult for Manahan to live with that. I personally believe. I just don't see them having the firepower. I don't see them having the athleticism. I don't see them having the, the, the like there's an age profile on the Monaghan team that I think they're going to struggle with. What do they do in terms of, and this is a question for the two lads, I suppose, really, because this would be something I'm interested in. Do they sit off the kick out? Because if they push up, Dublin will run through them like a flash of lightning. So, and then you sit off, which they probably will have to do. You're handing Dublin, yeah. pos- you're handing Dublin possession. I mean, I, think, I, 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 think, I don't know. I think, Rory, what you touched on there, like that, that is their biggest challenge, right? And, and I think it, it's actually the game of roulette for them, in my view, uh, because if you look back at their performances throughout the year, um, you know, obviously they, they beat Tyrone in the in, in the Ulster Championship, but then they went on and they sat very deep against Derry and they got picked off very, very easily. They sat very deep against Donegal and they got picked off very easily. Um, they'd be looking at Kildare sitting deep against Dublin and teams that maybe have caused Dublin a little bit of frustration earlier on in the year and they'd be thinking, okay, is this a way to frustrate Dublin or play a game containment? But that, 
I don't think that's that's the route to go. I think they have to play to their strengths as small, but they they're gonna I think they have to push out a bit. They can't sit too deep. They have to push out a bit. They have to put pressure on on on, on Dublin out the field. They're gonna have to utilize Beggins long kickouts. They're gonna have to mix up their forward line. You know, you just wonder it's 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 a real game of r- Russian roulette because you know if you push out on Dublin, you've seen what Dublin can do to you as well, you know, uh, and it would suit Dublin in one-on-one situations to get Colin uh, Connell Callan and Basquiat and Mannion in that space, they could have the game over in 15, 20 minutes. So you know, it's a, it's a it's a very very tricky one for Vinnie Curry to decide. He obviously doesn't want to give Dublin early 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 momentum. He wants to be very conscious of that second half performance if they're still in it with the third quarter. He has to get his selection right. You know, um, is this game maybe more suited to playing McCarran and playing McManus? You know, is there is there potential weaknesses in that Dublin full back line will the Dublin full back line give give them on and forwards a little bit more space than other teams have that they've played against in recent weeks so I think their whole approach to the game is is really going to define whether they can cope with Dublin or not and and for me as you say yes sitting deep for a long period of time Dublin will just comfortably I think uh, pick them off, and they won't have anything on 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 going the other way. So, I think they've they've they've, they've a lot to do tactically to try to stay in the game. And uh... yeah, for for me, it's Arma. I think fell into Monaghan's hands, and that they they played a type of game and a pace of game that that Monaghan enjoyed. I think we've seen the two sides of it very neatly in the Throne Championship game, where Throne came out. Very fast, real electric sort of attacking style in, in the first half and had Monaghan and all sorts of bother. Throne came out then in containment mode in the second half and Monaghan suddenly got comfortable, played at a pace in the game and then were able to inject the pace when they decided it through the likes of Carl O'Connell in the second half and then tro- caused Throne lots of bother. Uh, so for me, it's, it's how much Dublin dictate the terms of this game. I think for Dublin, it's exceptionally hard for them to get into the same mental frame that they were for against Mayo. Why Why do you think that? Is it purely because of the opposition? Or like, yeah, surely the uh, stakes uh, are massive here. Like uh, the, the stakes the stakes aren't so big when you have about six, seven or eleven men in your pocket. And you're I would argue, though, I would argue, though, sorry, on that end, uh, given that they aren't the current All-Ireland champions and the pressure on them to to deliver something, I, I would still say there's a fair amount of hunger. No, I, I, I'd agree. But see, I, I said, I think, on an earlier podcast that, for me, I would almost imagine that this All-Ireland will mean more to Dublin or for yeah. many of those those Dublin players it'll feel sweeter it'll mean more it'll, they'll feel as if they've proven more than maybe numbers three four and in, in they're all on, on in that six in a row run uh, so uh, I would absolutely take that but for big players it's big opponents tends to bring out your biggest games big opponents on the big stage other than that you're go, they're going into this game and they sort of know as long as we don't mess up we'll be okay here. And that's always a difficult place. Whereas if you're going out into a game as they would have been against Mayo in the previous round, as they would be in the potential All-Ireland final that everybody's taken as a done deal again, carry in the final, where they know we have to give this absolutely everything. And even then, it might not be enough. It is all in. We have, there is no holds barred. This isn't that game for Dublin. And I think that change in psychology is, is massive. 
and it gives Monaghan the chance. Dublin haven't, even in the games that they've won comfortably this year, in the majority of them bar maybe the Leash game, they haven't put teams to bed early. They've sort of started off, and Dublin, even in their six-in-a-row run, traditionally they sort of used the third quarter to really step on the gas, and certainly look, it was effective against Mayo. Uh, but that's exactly what Monon will want. Monon will want to stay in the game. They'll want to ride out that third quarter, and if Monon can get it down to the final 15 minutes, they'll be delighted, and they will be so hard to put to bed at that stage because Monon are coming into this game very much with, we have to give this absolutely everything. And then maybe we might be in with a chance. That suits Monon's mentality. But so from a performance level, uh, if Dublin don't come out and set the tone in this game, go really hard and fast at Monaghan, I think they can give Monaghan that chance that, that Monaghan are living on. But the boys are right. The All of the aces you feel are held within the, the Dublin camp. Jack McCarran has done brilliantly against Dublin in the past. Uh, but again, it's going to be a different day, as Rory was saying. Championship days in Croke Park are going to be different, a different intensity. So they'll look to shut him down. Uh, you, you just feel Dublin have too much, but their mentality and their approach can either make this easy for themselves or make this potentially tricky. One of the things, one of the things as well that they've often asked, and you've seen this with some of the Monaghan personalities in in the media don't patronise us and I think it would be a mistake to do that I think you shouldn't probably patch because like nobody has, has as much respect I mean the respect you couldn't but have respect for what Monaghan have achieved but you but, do but have Rory, to be, that, sorry sorry that, 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 that patronise like again that's a fair thing the, the patronising that they're getting they're doing great for their level yeah yeah, yeah they're getting yeah. that sure I'm as guilty as never, anyone yeah. they've, 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 but, but no it's it, what I'm saying is it's deserved it's deserved yeah. until they step up and show that they are one of the big teams. Right. So oh, un- yeah, until yeah, yeah. it's it's over to them, this is the perfect chance for them to end that patronising. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think Monon is phenomenal. Again, I'll slip into that exact thing that you're saying. But that patronising is because they've never done it on the big stage. They're not recognised as a truly top-tier team. They're, they're seen as, isn't it remarkable that they've managed to stay in Division 1 all this year? We wouldn't be saying that if they had beaten a number of big teams in Croke Park. Yeah, and that the, so it's 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 on them to prove everybody else wrong, and this is the perfect opportunity. And this and and the other thing is, you have to bear in mind, like you're talking about a team. Okay, it has changed. We'll say, but they've lost two championship matches in the best part of ten years. Like Kerry and Mayo, the only teams that have managed to go in here and turn Dublin over. Like this is a massive, massive challenge for, for Monaghan. And I think it shouldn't be forgotten. And I think I heard Paul Flynn mention, and I think it's an, an imp- it's a, it is actually important if you're looking, if Dublin are looking for, you know, areas to, you know, little clutches to little, little crutches to cling to and something to go. I think Dublin spent Division Two courtesy this year, spent right. courtesy of Monaghan, if, if I'm not mistaken, isn't that right? Yeah. So look, like, I, I just, I, they asked to not to be patronised. Let's not, and let's just call it for what it is. They've beaten, I think, Clare and Kildare to get to a semi-final. They're not going to beat Dublin. Yeah. Yep. Listen, that's a, that is a fair place that you both have put it. I still do think, Kieran, the lads are right. Dublin can't take that attitude. They still need to say, we need to, 
like you know for 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 themselves more than anything else like i think the performance the last day is the first time we've seen the real dublin this year so if enda is right and we're not going to see the real dublin again on saturday um then then that is a fear for them yeah it is a fear uh, but but i suppose when you when you reflect back and you, I, I think that there's a couple of sides to this jackie and that they've they've massive leadership within the group um and and they have that ability to be able to up with a couple of gears when they have to um and, and I think they showed that particularly the last day. They would have went in at half time, not very happy with their performance. There was a lot of aspects of their play that they were struggling with, but they're still a point ahead in a in a very strange fashion. And I think in some ways, you know, going back to being in division two and being at Monaghan, you know, Dublin were probably quite happy to tip away in division two this yeah. year, probably and yeah. to a certain degree and allow them to stay under the radar and probably delighted they were being written off. And I I think and 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 I've said this before that. Sometimes when we're looking at this Dublin and as Enda said, the amount of medals that are in the dressing room and the amount of experience that they have, you get a sense sometimes that the, there's a distinct lack of motivation sometimes within the team right throughout the year. And, and it was like as if, you know, in in a in a in a strange sense that this year there were so many games to get to this level that it was kind of like an inconvenience for them. And I don't mean that in any shape or form, an arrogant way, but one Mayo was the first big game that kind of said right we got to up it let's turn it on yeah and i do agree yeah. with Andrew that mayo definitely brings an extra few percent percentage out of dublin the likes of james mccarthy the fentons there's a lot of uh history there and 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 and, and it really really brings them to a level um, and they probably will drop down a couple of percentage but i do still think at this time of year, it's an all-earned semi-final. Jackie, you touched on it. They've lost the last two semi-finals. I think they'll use that as a big crutch to say, right, let's not slip up a third year. That's true. Let's yeah. focus on Monaghan. They're also going to look at Monaghan's strengths and they'll have pinpointed the Conor McCarthy's and the Carlo Connells and where where their, where their strengths are, where their scores come from. And that's why I think it's a big challenge for Monaghan that they're going to have to do something different, throw something different at Dublin, take a bit of a risk. It might backfire, uh, but at least go and have a go and have, have take take a bit of a risk and see can you can because they're going to need Monaghan are going to need a couple of goals and Dublin haven't conceded a goal I don't think in, in the championship, so that's going to be a significant challenge. So they're going to have to mix it up and try something that Dublin are not expecting. But if mm-hmm. Dublin are at 90% of where we think they should be. You, you can't see beyond a, a Dublin win. Okay, well, look, I think it's fair enough. You all think Dublin are going to win that one. I think the other one, to me, seems the closer affair that people are... I don't know. It just seems there's a little bit of trepidation here. And, uh, like, I mean, are Kerry All-Ireland champions for nothing? Absolutely not. But I I don't know. Do you get a sense, even from just chatting to football people, that Derry are going to bring something that Kerry are just not comfortable with and and they are going to cause chaos for them on Sunday Yes uh, Derry's game makes any team uncomfortable Uh, it is just so hard to to play against, are they going to bring anything new? I I don't think so Uh, Kerry once again very very similar to the Dublin game and Kieran nailed it at at the start of the, the show where is Kerry's level because we didn't see the aggression and focus and the intensity that they played with against Tyrone for a long time. Now that was sad from a Tyrone point of view. It was phenomenal to see them playing with a with a with a snarl on, on their face and, and everything was they really meant business. Again, can they reach that same intensity against Derry? I don't think so. Uh, and then within that that gives Derry a chance because if Kerry 
do come out with that, I don't see Derry living with them. Uh, but I don't see Kerry in that frame of mind for this game. Uh, and suddenly then it becomes very, very interesting because when you look at the matchups, uh, it is brilliant from a Derry defence on a Kerry forward line point of view. I think it's 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 worrying from a Derry point of view in terms of those Kerry defenders. I think some of them are, are really excellent and on a really top form, possibly underrated, particularly in the full-back line. Uh, mm. Man against man, they are very good. And if you keep Shane McGuigan quiet, as was shown against Cork, Derry then struggled for scores. Their their scoring percentage comes down markedly then from from there. So yes, I think this is very dangerous territory for Kerry. I still expect Kerry to come through, uh, but Derry absolutely have a chance if they can get Shane McGuigan free and going. If they can, if they can avoid him being quiet, and if the others can weigh in heavily. They they weighed in well against Cork, but they need to do so again. Plus Shane McGuigan, if if they're going to get past Kerry, I think that's the key question, Kieran. How do they get him into the game? Because you know he's been talked about as one of the best forwards in the game. We just did not see that against Cork, and that is crucial to them having any chance in this game. Yeah, I suppose his two quiet games was Cork, and when Brendan McCall kind of tracked him and landmarked him against Donegal, even though Derry won that day. But um, I I I I'd hundred percent agree with Ender that. I can't see Derry changing anything. Derry are very robotic in their approach and you know exactly how they're going to play. And I don't think it's even in them to do something different because they've been, they played the exact same way all year and it's been effective for them. They, they're unbeaten. They won the Ulster Championship. But the question mark is, play, it is whether playing that way is going to be good enough to beat Dublin and Kerry. And, you know, I'm not too sure whether it is. I think it's definitely going to ask questions of Kerry because Kerry have to adapt themselves and play a very, very different way than they would like to. And, you know, we know that Kerry, like like Tyrone probably had a lot more probably attacking flair to their game this year, this year maybe than they had and probably weren't dropping as deep as Derry would drop and, and Kerry were able to kind of uh, pin pin the Canavans, uh, they were able to, you know, man-mark Matty Donnelly, they were able to nullify their forward threat. Um, and I think the game suited them. They learned from turning over the ball two years ago against Tyrone. They kind of were happy for Tyrone to take the kick out. They were happy to get Ty Morty back in the structure. They, were, they, they really dictated the terms in that game where this Derry game is slightly different. Um, so, uh, like for me, you know, even even that slow build-up play, the Derry play, and they're very, very good and effective on it when they attack with 15 and they slow it down and, and, and they'll all push forward and they try and get their, their angled runners in and create the opportunities. Is it going to be enough to pull enough scores on the board? That's that's what, where I don't think it will be. And again, I think that they need a couple of goals. And I think from a Kerry perspective, I think Kerry will probably look in this game in, in, in a similar fashion. They'll look at maybe two 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 aspects of it. They look at it when they beat Donegal in the All-Ireland where they were very, very good at tracking the Derry runners coming forward. Um, and I think they will have, definitely they have the quality in their defence and in the likes of Tom O'Sullivan and Jason Foley to, they'll have identified two, three of the key Derry attackers to track, make sure they have them pinned down when Derry come forward with their with their, with their slow build-up play and try and make it difficult for them and get the turnovers. And if they get the turnovers, I think, you know, Kerry, Kerry probably will be brave. They won't go to full press. 
on the Derry kickout, I don't think so because I think Mayo hurt them badly and they got that horribly wrong down and down in Killarney. They will be quite protective of their defence. They won't want to concede goals, um, but they will see opportunities, particularly at the other end of the field on their own kickouts when Derry go for that very aggressive press. I think they they were vulnerable against Donegal. Cork got in behind them a couple of times off 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 that long kickout and just didn't. Colin O'Callan got in a couple of times and Cork had opportunities. I think if Kerry get those opportunities, they will be ruthless. Uh, and I think I just think Kerry have possibly the defenders to to match up with the Kerry forwards or the Derry forwards and nullify that threat. Where can Derry defenders? Okay, we can talk about Chrissy McCaig and on David Clifford, but like you know that you know you, you have to be God to stop him. You know what I mean to a certain degree. And you know, you're probably looking at young McAvoy. They're the last two defenders. He might pick up Shawnee O'Shea, Kluski. I think has been brilliant for Derry all year. I think he's outstanding. I think he could put Paddy Clifford possibly on, on the back foot if Paddy drifts out. So I just think that the the the, the matchups that on the Kerry side just stack up a little bit more favourable. And uh, I just don't know whether Derry's game plan will be good enough to to, to take out Kerry. Mm. You watched them up close, Rory, in that game against Cork. And yeah. Kieran is right. They do leave themselves exposed at the back when they press up, but there's no doubt about it. It's energy sapping. It's very difficult to play against. And yes, Kerry will know what's coming at them, but it's one thing knowing what's coming at you. It's entirely another to break it down because it's definitely one of the hardest running games to break down when they are pressing up like that. It's a real puzzle and it will definitely pose them a few problems in terms of figuring it out. I thought Jack O'Connor's um, contributions in advance of it were very interesting in that he was looking for patience from the Kerry supporters in advance of the game. (laughs) And I thought that was quite telling because it'll give you an indication that, look, this will probably be a fair degree of cat and mouse. It won't be too dissimilar to what happened with the Cork match for the first 10 or 15 minutes. The game will probably devolve into um you know pretty lateral and a lot of probing back and forth maybe very little contact you know, and a huge game of backs and forwards between both teams and but the big difference i think ultimately will be it it'll it'll largely come down to execution where cork probably didn't really have that um that 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 final third execution and that 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 sort of Quality up front, Kerry certainly do, as we know. A um, couple of side plots. I think it's quite interesting that Joe McQuillan was appointed to this game, given he was over the quarter final involving Derry. Um, thought that was quite interesting. And the other issue that I thought was interesting was there seems to be very little uptake in terms of supporter tickets. I think the crowd that's expected from Kerry is supposedly expected to be extremely small. Derry will probably bring a big crowd in fairness and they've been well supported all year. But to the game itself, look, I I think it may get again go to the heart of all of the things that could potentially be wrong with Gaelic football. I often find with Gaelic football, again, interesting lads' views. Gaelic football to me, I love, I love it, right? It's nearly a brilliant game. It's nearly a brilliant game. And there's just a couple of small things. I don't know what they are. <laughs> I'm sure there, I don't know what they are, but there's just a couple of things, I think, that could make make all the difference. I saw Kevin O'Donovan, senior administrator, right? Like, you know, from West Cork, massive Gaelic football heartland, saying it's unwatchable. I mean, that to me was an extraordinary statement. And um, 
you know, I think that's to, and to go back to Sunday. I think this could be a tough watch at times again. And uh, I think we should probably be prepared for such. But I think what will be the big difference is just execution in the final third. And I think Kerry have just too much quality. You can't wade out games, which is what Derry try to do and expect to win all Ireland's. And I think the one thing is that this particular brand of football has been shown, and I think it's good that it, ha- it, it, it has, a, has a shelf life. It gets you so far. And then finally you get rumbled and like, look, if you're a fan of the game, you hope that that is the case too. Apologies to all my dairy brethren. <laughs> this is nothing that they're not used to hearing from you anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bring back the beautiful games, uh, 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 you know. But look, to be fair, if we got an All-Ireland final between Kerry and Dublin, everything would be right in the world again then, Rory, because, you know, I suppose when you've had those days when it's been magical for a few days in the year, everybody says, I love this. It's a very good point. I mean, like the thing is, you're kind of, Again, I don't but, want to be don't want to be dismissive, Wheelo, like, but you're nearly but saying, I think, yeah, to- I, these two semi-finals, you're just saying, okay, let's tolerate them. Right? We're not there's nobody really looking forward to the two semi-finals, which I think is a bit of a pity. Let's tolerate them because as long as we get Dublin Kerry out the other side and we have a good finish to the year, all will be rosy. Is that am I being unfair? No, but I think I think on Jackie, Jackie, you're you're right in that, but I think the more broader point that uh, Rory was kind of making, or, or probably Kevin O'Donnell making, is that, and we we've been watching. I'm sure end is the same. We watched a hell of a lot of games this week, this year. You know, five five or six every weekend, and like you, you can probably count on two hands the number of really games where you kind of got the edge of the seat and you said, "This is riveting stuff," and this is that was a super game, and that's been happening for years. And listen, it's 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 a game of containment uh you know the nature of it that's the way the games have evolved over the last 10 years and 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 co- the coaching levels are getting better it's it's all about possession of the ball it's all about not giving turnovers it's all about putting the ball dead it's it the game has the build up has become a lot slower a lot of teams are playing a slower game some teams want to play a fast game and have been handed their backsides to them at times so it's 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 a very very it's a very very tricky one but like i think we all accept broader issues with the game of gaelic football as a spectacle and we do as much as we don't want to be whinging and moaning every year you know we want to see more of a spectacle and a, a but more... but Kieran, right the teams that play what you're saying the teams that want to play fastball ball in hand 15 v 15 let's go for it are the teams that are winning all irelands Dublin, yeah. Kerry, Mayo are in finals. Dublin, you know, Dublin six in a row. They were the biggest keep ball merchants in the game. They, they were the ones. They, that but it was balance. attacking football, though. It wasn't sit back and sweepers. Can't and Kilkenny, you no. Know. <laughs> backwards pass, lad. The man covered about The problem was. Dublin came up with that because the blanket defense. Exactly. Well, they were yeah. they were one of the teams that came up against. We they were the first ever team that I came against that gave us the kickout. First ever time we were not great in midfield. Kieran, I'll admit, Throne were always happy to win 50-50. We came away from the Dublin the first time Dublin beat that Throne team of that era. They give us the kickout. We won hundred percent of the kickouts. Our kickout stats were never anywhere close to that. So they conceded the kickout and sat back. That was the first time I played against that system. Now, Donegal then got obviously rumbled Dublin, and Dublin then came back with the reality that when playing against a blanket fence, you have to keep ball. And we've and ever since that possession has became 
the 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 ruling edict of Gaelic football because you have because if teams are sitting back, they're looking to counter attack against you. The rule changes that are being proposed are to try and hamstring the team that are in possession by forcing them almost to kick into the crowded defence and so avoid these prolonged phases of possession. It is the blanket defence is is the issue here, but Dublin were the team that came up with the fact that possession football rules the roost. And that, that's where we get into the sort of the horrible phases of game. It's whether you're going to attack the, the big question, and I suppose we need to, for me, we need to just focus on the games this weekend. The bigger question for the GA is, do they go after the cause, which is the blanket defence, or do they go after the obvious symptom, which is the possession football, which everybody hates? Uh, at the minute, they're going after the symptom. They're, they're trying to stop teams keep possession. I'd far rather they, they, they go after the fact of what's forcing them to keep possession, which is the blanket defence. That's a good question. I think just I think just on that end, the first get back to Tyrone. Tyrone used to, used to let you catch the ball, and then when you landed with it, they beat the crap. Out of it. <laughs> <laughs> we are very small men, very small men. <laughs> uh, but no, I think you know, in terms of Dublin, again, I spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. When Dublin won the All Ireland in 2013, and Jim Gavin had just taken over, they were playing swashbuckling football. They were playing all front foot attack and moving the ball quickly. They were leaving themselves exposed at the back but they were good enough they believed in themselves and then they got landed on their backside with that Donegal game and they reevaluated after that they changed their whole approach and 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 Dublin's style changed directly after that but as Enda, as Enda said it was based on beating that blanket defence and what you had to do and I think that comes straight back to Rory Jack O'Connor's point Jack O'Connor is not going to you know, he, he, their whole focus the last day was don't let Tyrone turn them over like they did, I don't know, 18, 19 times or 33 times, I think was it, two years ago. They're not going to get sucked into the dairy trap. So it's going to lead to long periods of Kerry being patient. And probably the one thing about Kerry is they have accuracy from distance and they'll probably try and wait till they find pockets and percentage shots and and, and they'll be good enough to pick off scores. But it, it is going to, you know, Sunday's game is going to be it will be there enough, I'm sure. Like, like one of the things, one of the things that Cork, I think, failed on big time was they they played Killian O'Hanlon right half forward, and when you're coming, when you're playing right half forward, you nearly need to be a left legged kicker, and they'd nobody with a left foot that you know that can swing one over from out on that. Like they had somebody on the opposite side of the field because you're kind of cutting in to get the shot off from one wing to the opposite foot. Whereas Cork were playing three lads that are all right-footed. Kerry have loads of kit togs. They have loads of different weapons. They'll get in behind these backdoor cuts in terms of, you know, uh, runners in behind. And if they even get one, you know, the chances are it's going to be a goal. Like their execution is top class. So I just think they'll have too many, too many weapons that Derry just simply won't have the answer for. I think that goal threat is key. Like Galway last year, that's what caused Derry to fall apart, really, because with the goals that Galway got, suddenly they were chasing and David Clifford. He just got goals written all over him every time the ball comes. But so, yes, Kerry do have the advantage. I, for me, it's a dangerous game because Derry have been written off completely, really, from this game. Yeah. They'll have heard the constant Dublin Kerry uh, narrative. They're a team that has been talking about the Ireland. They want to prove themselves. They're a hungry, hungry team. And they're going to come out absolute 
tactically yeah. driven uh, to to create probably the most famous victory for Derry for probably 30 years. Like yep. It is such a massive opportunity for a high-quality group of players, a highly trained group of players, to seize the moment. There's plenty of chat up here anyway about Derry not being a Crook Park team. I, I think that's rubbish, to be honest. I think their, their two losses in Crook Park has been against two good teams. And so you're going to suffer your losses against big teams in Croke Park, fair enough. But this is their opportunity to really nail their colours to the mass. Again, a wee bit like Monaghan, beating Armagh in a quarterfinal doesn't get you really any kudos. Beating Cork in a quarterfinal doesn't get Derry any kudos. This is their moment. If they're going to stand up and they have been a hungry, ambitious team for three years now, this is the moment. And I don't think Kerry will be just quite on it. And with that, I think that the mentality that they are going to bring, this will be an interest. I think this will be a lively game and it's just not the done deal that, that people are maybe expecting. I agree. And I, I do think that, I think of the two of this weekend, I think that's oh, the yeah. bigger fear, Kieran, as well, because I, I do get the sense. Fear, no, look, fear. But, it's but, as but, if it would be a travesty if it's not public. Well, no, but, <laughs> well, it would for football. No, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. No, no, no Jackie, it's okay. You can yeah. say it. But I do think. And I do, Ulster people happen to think that people don't really like us up there. Two, like, two, uh, two, <laughs> two, two Ulster referees in charge of both games this weekend oh. but right what I mean is the fear for the All-Ireland champions as opposed to the fear for the rest of the football public okay. just so we're absolutely clear but I do think that they will sense though that look at what's happening with Derry at underage level look what they're consistently delivering another minor uh, yep. again the other day you look at back-to-back Ulster champions they're in an Ulster semi-final you'll say last year might have been a bit of a novelty I think Enda is right Kieran. I think they will absolutely feel that they have deserved their place at the top table and nobody has given them a chance. And it is the perfect opportunity for them, even more so than Monaghan. I think Derry will feel that nobody has given them a chance to get to an All-Ireland final. And this is the ultimate, ultimate test for them. Yeah. And I think the narrative, Jack, you all, all along was, you know, um, you know, that when they got to Crow Park, they might struggle. You know, people were looking, oh, probably overreading too much into that Galway game last year um, when, they, when they went behind and they were forced to chase it. But they've been the most consistent team all year. If, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you look back at all the performances and we look back at Kerry's performances, their patchy performances earlier on in the year, Cork, the Mayo game, we look at Dublin, weren't exactly blowing the lights out and were just tipping away, probably preparing for later in the year. Derry have uh, hardened battled uh, they've come through Ulster. They okay. They drew a man in with a, probably a slight bit of a hangover, maybe, which was understandable after winning the Ulster Championship. But they've been very, very comfortable. And and you felt the last day against Cork, while it mightn't have been their best performance, you always felt there was another gear or two there. They yeah. were always comfortable. They're always quite comfortable. They, you never felt they're under threat, or the game was under threat. And they're very, very comfortable. That's what we're saying they're very, very comfortable in the game they play because it is robotic. It's very rigid. Everyone knows their responsibility. They know exactly what they're doing and it's effective. So I think that's their strength, that they're coming with a very, very comfortable game plan. They're not trying to change anything, but the big question mark is whether that game plan will be good enough to, to because I think they are coming up against better quality forwards than they've come up against uh, strike runners from defence. You know, the, the Gavin Whites, the Thomas Sullivans that can kind of get in behind that defence I think it's a it's a bigger challenge for them, and 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 if Kerry, I think 
while, while, it, while it's very easy to say we're setting up an ambush here, I do think Kerry will be ready. I do think they'll be ready. Uh, I think they'll have they'll be ready for this game, Kerry game plan. But they they're the ones that have to adapt, and they're the ones that could get frustrated by it. So they're the ones that are going to have to be patient and be composed. And when they get the opportunities, they're going to have to be clinical. But I I do think this is going to be a much closer affair than people yeah. think. But I just still think that Kerry will edge it out I like I, I would slightly disagree with Ender that I've, I've, I have a little bit of concern around Derry's kind of they don't kick the ball so the running game that they play and, and, and sometimes it's slow build up whether just whether that's going to be enough and be sustainable for 70 minutes against a, a carry team that's just waiting for their opportunity to pounce on you that 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 would be my, my only underlying concern just, just before we move on a key, a wee key ingredient that Helps Kerry, I think, markedly is Paddy Talley yeah. coming up against Derry. He knows Derry inside out. He knows that style of football inside out. He managed Shane McGuigan with at St Mary's to Sigerson title, so he knows them so well. He knows the Ulster mentality. He knows how Derry will be approaching, and I think he was very important in how Kerry approached that throne game. And I think uh, for that reason, I I think whilst it's dangerous for Kerry, I expect them to be to 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 be ready for it too. Mm. Well, looking forward to those. The last game of the weekend as we finish up is Meath against Down in the Talton Cup. And just, Rory, it does still feel a little bit under the radar. You know, yeah. I guess it's just because it's buried in the weekend of, a, of an All-Ireland semi-final. But it, it does seem for the two counties involved, at least. You know, I'm glad that both of them gave it a good rattle. And I think it would mean a lot to both of them to win this. I'm glad we're going to get a good calibre final. But it does still seem that it's fairly under the radar. Yeah, it, it's 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 just another, I suppose, side effect or result of the, the condensed calendar that we have. I mean, how do you create oxygen for all of these types of narratives and stories when you have everything just weighed under with just fixture after fixture? I mean, the semifinals were played on the same weekend as the prelim uh, quarterfinals, as well as the two hurling quarterfinals. I mean, you know, like, come on. So there's no, there hasn't been any room for it. But I think, think, look, it's two very high profile football teams in the final. I think it probably will mean more from a down perspective, given the fact that they're in Division 3. Um, and the, look, you would imagine Down would be favourites to come out of Division 3. But to secure Sam Maguire status for 24, I think there's a huge carrot there from for, for Down, whereas Meath at least are in Division 2 and should be put to pushing on. So they'll have a second bite at the cherry. So, and look, I think the game between the two earlier in the year, really competitive, very high quality. There's an argument, I suppose, out there. Should even these two teams be in a competition like this? But look, that's where they are. I think it'll it's a it adds to a fantastic double header on Saturday. It'll be should get a big crowd. I think the 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 take up on tickets in both counties is quite high. I know that Colm O'Rourke has put a huge emphasis on it, and I'm sure uh, Conor Laverty the same. So look, I think it'll be competitive. Very, very interesting game to see how this one plays out. Um, could be quite defensive again. Another game of cat and mouse that we're probably going to see. But um, yeah, re- tricky one to call. I just have a fee inkling down Down's momentum and the fact that they have more to play for might give them the nod to get over the line. Mm. Who do you like here on Mead or down? Uh, I think it's an interesting contrast, Jackie. You know, Mead probably more direct. 
uh, down, I think, building nicely and building. I think Conor Laverty's doing something. He's building a nice team up there, developing good forwards like Sir Rory Mason, Danny McGill, Liam Kerr. They're all, all quality forwards and, and the likes of Pat Haveron. I suppose I I suppose I have to take medication after this, but I'm wearing my Oh, no. I, I, I want... <laughs> no. We already had this last week. When no, you had I, want, I, do, like I do Kilkenny. want me to win. Oh, Jesus. Um, I would like that's just about the biggest that's, that's, that's the biggest insult to me to know how far they've fallen well I do and, and like in terms of I want to see you want to see Mead back competitive in Leicester yeah. football genuinely and you want to see I want to see Dublin playing Mead again in my lifetime I, I want to see them get back to that level um, so I'm going to put my Leinster hat on for this one but I think there's a contrast in styles I think I think you know, both both of them met in in Parnell Park. I don't they, they the game it wasn't. I don't think you can reach too much into that. Down kicked a lot of wides. Down at a different team on the field of play. I'd be going more of a benchmark of the Cavan game, where I was usually impressed by Down uh, in terms of their structure. They, they they have a good defensive structure, but they have pace and they have runners, and they're going to be dangerous in Crow Park, where I think their key thread is trying to close down the mid full forward line. They've been on fire. Aaron Lynch, Jordan, Maris, Matthew, Matthew Costello. I think they got 210 the last day between them. So if Down put the clampers on that and get bodies back and 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 and, and limit their effectiveness, I think Down might just edge it. That I know be. you're a big fan of the Menda as well and the, the running game Conor Laverty has deployed with them. You, you like what they're doing. Yeah, really, really impressive. Uh, ironically, I suppose because Meath has now developed a, a defensive setup from their trials, I suppose, during the National League, both teams will set up with a similar shape. That classic modern football that we were talking earlier, where it's blanket defence, Downs have greater pace breaking out, like down, Downs' ability to break out. You, you think of Down as a really attacking side because the attacks that they don't say against Gavin, as Kieran was mentioning, or against at least the last day. Uh, as as much as you can take value from that, they were massively impressive going forward. Uh, the pace, their interplay, the brains that they 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 can bring to it, hugely hugely impressive. Meath have developed their defensive setup, their attacking play that they were trying to go with as a as a primary thing at the start of the year was that sort of long ball game. That becomes less effective whenever you're trying to break out from a blanket defensive position because you're you're less in position and men are more isolated up the pitch. So it does tend to lend itself to more of a running game. Uh, and so for that reason, I think Meath's attacking side of their game is less developed than what Down were because Down are playing exactly how they want to play, that pace, that counter-attack. Whereas Meath are ending up playing counter-attack but that's their second choice. They've had to do that because they were too open defensively, if, if that makes sense. So, uh, But certainly, I, I think it'll be a good game. Like the likes of Jordan Morris, has, he's, is he the most informed forward in the country? Clean 19 in the Talton Cup, like it's, it's phenomenal scoring. And the last day against Antrim, like they would have been well aware of his threat uh, coming into that. And he's still, he still done well against Antrim. The, the disparity in the two semi-finals that both teams had, I, I think is important. If you're the manager, you want how Meath came through. Tough game, challenged. They had to sort of go and win that game twice almost, whereas Down just had an absolute cakewalk. And it has put the hype into overdrive and down. I know the Down are sort of, the plenty of sort of Down people are sort of taking this as a done deal. They've completely expected. They're, they're, they're expecting a win. They're not expecting any slip up at all here. And that that's difficult because Down got beat by Meath when they 
played in Parnell Park. Yes, they missed plenty and left plenty behind them that day, but still they got beat by me. And some of the performances, like against Longford, they were in big, big difficulty against Longford and then pulled through. So we they have been hit and miss as well. They were exceptionally hit against Leash and against Cavan. Uh, but the pressure is on them now, and Mead won't. That, that, that'll suit Mead all right because they have a bit of pace and they have a bit of quality up front. And they've got a bit of experience there too. I, I think they'll be happy enough to take on down in this game. And I don't think Down will get to play the free flowing fo- football that they free flowing counter attack football that they want to play. Mm. Well, I hope it's a bit freer than you're all expecting with these three games anyway. Um, but we're looking forward to it, lads. We'll leave it there. Enjoy the matches. And uh, fingers crossed we get a great All Ireland pairing. We'll let you decide for your amongst yourselves what you'd like. Kieran, and uh, uh, thanks a million for being with us. Myself and Rory will be back on Monday to look back on it all. We'll talk to you then. Oh, Let's go!